BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to your meditative Monday morning. So it's yeah. Hyper Focus Monday morning. I was gonna and say, dude. welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Hyper Focus. Yeah, welcome. It's uh, not meditative, but it is a good way to start your day and start your week. Finger guns. Hello, people who need a hug. Oh, yep, that's a good one. I need a hug. You know who else needs a hug? Our listeners? Jimmy Carter. No. Um, Jimmy well, Carter I mean, would give you a hug listen, right now. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure, sure. But also our listeners all need a hug, okay? I yeah. mean, I see our listeners' top artists on Spotify. Mm. Y'all need a hug. It yeah. is Olivia Rodrigo. Sad. Doja Cat. It's brutal out here. Taylor Swift. Bo Burnham. And Billie Eilish. Yeah. Y'all need hugs. Guys, that's a very clear indicator like, of our like, target the, like, audience, Doja though. Doja Cat and Bo Burnham mix is really interesting, but it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, are you guys okay? You need some hugs? Yeah, I guess that is a little bit concerning. Yeah. Everyone listened to Bo Burnham's Inside. I haven't actually watched that yet, but... Can I give you one guess who my top artist was last year? Sure. Was it Jimmy Carter? <laughs> I wish. I wish Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, Carter had a music studio. How electric. Hey, you never know. Be. A man of many talents. Yeah. Well, do you want to know? Sure. It was the like London Orchestra or whatever, because <laughs> they were the ones that did the music behind Poldark, which is a TV show on PBS. My mom had access to my Spotify account no. and listened to that every night, the whole night. So it totally screwed up my algorithm. So when I got my Spotify <laughs> recap, I'm looking, I'm like, who's my top artist? And it's like the like orchestra of Poldark. And I'm sitting there like, what? I really thought you were just going to say that like you really liked like movie scores yeah. and classical music. Which I do. I do like both. But that yeah. specific artist uh-huh. group, whatever, is like solely known for Poldark. I, yeah. I mean, one of I think one of my top artists was like some... One of my top playlists was like classical yeah. study music. Yeah, which that one makes that sense. makes sense. Yeah, but anyways, thought that was I didn't I didn't know that about okay. myself. I'm looking at you right now. I didn't get a good look at you before. What lip gloss are you wearing? Because it's oh, incredible. This is the Victoria's Secret lip plumping lip gloss. I like it a lot. It is currently stinging my lips. So, well, other than stinging lips, how are you doing, Maddie? I'm doing good. I'm excited for you to have the reins this episode. Me too. To hear some. You always bring good content to the table, so I'm excited. Yes, I do. So take it away. Do you want to ask me how I'm doing? 
Not really. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm doing horribly. Oh, no. Um, I stepped on some fire ants the other day. Grr. They're evil fire My ants. foot looks disgusting. It burns and itches, and it's horrible. Yeah. I hate my life right now. It wakes me up in the middle of the night. I'm surviving on Benadryl and ice baths. And so- ironically, she takes <laughs> stimulants for her ADHD. So it's quite a dichotomy it's, of I'm like Rachel's. completely awake during the day. And then 20 minutes after I take that Benadryl, you will not see me for 10 hours. It's absolutely remarkable. <laughs> like, I love watching it. It's and I only, so entertaining. I only have to take one Benadryl, too. Like, I don't, I, it's literally the kid's dose. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had, like... If you're going to swear on this podcast, it better be about my medicine habits. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on with me right now. Um, everything's going to be okay, um, except for the fact that I can, like, see the reaction that my skin is having to the venom that was injected into me by these ants. Beautiful description. So, yes, thank you. I know. I'm sure everyone wanted to hear it. In addition to my life being horrible because of that, um, there were also some things in your episode that I know is making everyone else's life horrible. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I'm I willing need, to bet I know one of them. I think I need to take about eight seconds mm. to do what? I'm thinking I'm gonna apologize mm, for should, you. We should call that like eight second apologies. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll circle back. Well, yeah, we'll we'll circle back. She Cir- said we'll it. Circle back. Circle she back. Said it. Circle back. <laughs> circle back. All right. So hit me with your um, best we'll, shot. We'll touch base on that again. So because you said you know one of them, I'm a little worried that it might not be in here because I actually was just gonna do some general apologies. Okay. okay? So first of all, I am very, very sorry for the length of that episode. Ding, ding, ding. Maddie has been giving me so much crap about how long some of my episodes are. And then she comes out guns blazing with the longest episode we've ever had. Now, I will say... Call that hypocrisy. I'm not done. Okay. I am also very, very sorry that not only did Maddie subject you to a very long episode... But that that long episode was super gruesome. Yeah. She doesn't love you. She doesn't care about your mental health or you sleeping at night or any no. of those things. No. Okay, now say your I piece. I wouldn't say that. I would say, though, I'm seeing a double standard here from Raquel. Last, last time we did apologies, my episode was too short. Now it's too long. Yeah, there's um, something there's, between 20 minutes and an hour and 20 minutes. Imagine there's, that. There's just no winning with her. <laughs> I can never do enough. No, it's perfect or um, nothing. Come on. No, I will say that was one I figured was going to get long, and then the editing process came, and I realized, holy crap, <laughs> this is very long. It was um, so much. So take it in doses if you need. I will not be offended. So, um, Ma- so Maddie, I want to say something here. Yeah. So my mom called me after she listened to that episode, and she said, Rachel... I think when you do apologies next time, you're going to have to apologize to Maddie for butting in so much and giving your own information. And I was like, Mom, Maddie told me, Rachel, this is an episode that you're going to know a lot about. Please interject. Please give your give your information, your knowledge. And she was like, okay. <laughs> Maddie's face Y'all right now. Y'all need to look she's at the YouTube video so, solely during so this happy. time frame. Because she's so my, happy. I think... To be honest, you didn't interject that much. It was just so much was there. It's just so and much. I, but I think part of it was when we got to Elisa Lamb, like we knew it was just going to take on a life of its own because mm-hmm. that's the story that comes with that and, conversation. And also the story that comes with the conversation that is any conversation with Rachel is, imagine this, right. hyper-focusing on something. 
Whoa. Imagine that. Whoa. So that's, uh, that comes with the territory of me. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We got to get into it. Yeah. What do you have for we, us today? We can leave that in the past now. Yeah. It is in the past. Of my mom's negative review of me. Also, all of iTunes' negative reviews of me. Everyone hates me and loves Maddie. So <laughs> sometimes being the dumb blonde pays off. I think I've discovered. Sometimes being the sarcastic think, brunette doesn't. I think that's it's become okay. my internet personality that's just hyperbolizing, hyperbolizing my general <laughs> aloofness. Because I'm very intelligent, but man, you would never guess it sometimes. <laughs> So I think I mean, that's, that's my internet kind of, personality. Oh, I'm has sorry, just, I hit the mic. My internet personality has just hyperbolized that. I mean, I kind of like honestly, I I kind of get where you're coming from. Like, you are very intelligent, but you are kind of like an aloof intelligent sometimes. And I I'm I'm a sarcastic intelligent, right? And that is definitely like there. No, wait, no, 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 no. It's not hyperbolized at all. That's me all the time. Yeah, I'm just no, a terrible. It is. I'm a terrible person, yeah. <laughs> and I own it. Yeah, there we go. Like I said on Instagram, I have a very Aubrey Plaza, April Ludgate reaction yeah. to it. And people's like, I have people a, like, I, Rachel's the worst. I'm like, thank you. I'm like Leslie Nope, but more intelligent. <laughs> yes. No, Leslie Nope is very intelligent. Okay, she, that's is a, she is kind of an aloof intelligent. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I think it's, I, and I don't even know if aloof's the right word. I think it's just I don't like, know that it is, but I know exactly what you mean. It's not necessarily innocence either because you're intelligent. Okay. Like you know what's going on. Yeah. But it's like well, a, that's why aloof intelligence is a little bit oxymoronic, but it makes a lot of sense at the same time. Boom. Now we're probably like 15 minutes into this, and we're just talking about our own intelligence. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be the narcissistic one here, according to our reviews. So I'm going to make this about me and say, let's move on All to right. the topic. Here we go. Because I need to stay true to my personality and my internet persona. So Maddie, yes. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Do you remember a few weeks ago? Yeah. I think we were driving. Okay. And I said, Maddie. I had a topic idea come to me in a dream. Oh, it's this. I remember this, and but I, I don't know what the topic I, was. I woke you didn't up tell me. thinking about this and I forgot it ever existed. I didn't remember the name of it. Like, if you had asked me the name of it, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. But I woke up just thinking about the name of it over and over and over. And I kept falling back asleep. And every time I woke up, it, this was in my head. And what is this? I don't know. Well, today, we are going to be talking about. How Centralia, Pennsylvania became a ghost town. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay. So more ghost stories for you. Uh, well, that's not really what I mean by ghost town. I, I, I know what you mean okay. by ghost town. Okay, good. Not really haunted, unfortunately, but a lot of other weird stuff. You ready? I'm ready. You ready for this ghost town? So Pennsylvania is home to many coal deposits, um, and mining is an important business there in a lot of places in rural, rural Pennsylvania. And in the 1800s, the small town of Centralia was taking advantage of one of these coal deposits. This one being, and I'm not even going to try to say it because um, I meant to look up how to say it, and mm. I didn't. Um, anthracite coal. This, this one being good. This one being anthracite coal. I said I wasn't going to try it, and then I literally went straight into it. I loved it because I looked at it again, and it looked easier than I thought it was. Don't come for me if that's if that's not it's not coal. if come that's on, if people. that's not how you pronounce it. It is now. That's it. We're changing the Let definition and the pronunciation. Okay. So its highest population ever recorded was two thousand seven hundred and sixty-one people. I thought you were going to stop it too. To be <laughs> highest population ever was two. But continue. It was 2,761 in the year 1890. Now, most of the people there um, were miners or the families of those in the mining industry. And although the town was very small, um, the successful mining business left the locals with a pretty stable economy. Mm. 
and a fairly normal, tight-knit, small-town kind of community. So we got some good stuff going on. All in all, very, very successful. Like very Americana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very successful mining town, and for more than a century, for quite some time. Today, however, Centralia is a complete ghost town. Hmm. Complete ghost town. Almost all of the construction is gone. Only a few, like, lone homes wow. still stand, um, and they look completely out of place. Hmm. There are massive cracks in the road that, like, spew smoke and steam. Mm. Almost nobody lives there anymore, and the few that do remain there live there despite knowing all of the dangers of it. Oh. Yeah. Do, so, we, do you have the population count? We'll get there. Don't, okay. Don't you worry. Right. Don't you worry. This is a narrative, my friend. So um, we have to go through from the, the story. From the yes. beginning. We're not going around to the end. We're going through, We dude. can't go over it. We can't go under it. Looks like gotta we go got to go through it. That's exactly right. So that begs the question, what happened between the late 1800s and now? Mm-hmm. Well, I shall tell you. First, <laughs> first, the Great Depression hit, as it does. Was That obviously wasn't great, um, but really... It, hang on. It was let great, me finish, though. Let me... Shut up. I don't like you. <laughs> but... <laughs> You were so proud of that joke. I was. I could see it in your face before you said it. I was so scared. That's why I wanted to wait until I was done with the sentence. But it's. I'll let you have the dad joke. I have such a kid smile on right now. Like, I just got candy. (laughs) That's one of my best jokes I've ever cracked. Ever. I tried so hard not to laugh at it. And now I'm like sweating. She's got the sweats because it was so dang funny. <laughs> oh, I don't want to admit it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so Great Depression wasn't great. It wasn't great for Centralia, obviously. But in the grand scheme of the town's demise, it was really just a blip on the radar. Hmm. Believe it or not. So you got to know something bad's coming oh, if the right. Depression, the Great Depression, was just a a little dip. Yeah. A little tiny drop in the stocks. Yeah. Well, let's continue. (laughs) An oversimplification of the Great Depression, if I've ever heard one. So in 1962, this is when things really started to go downhill. This is when the Centralia fire began to burn. Ah. There are a couple stories about how the fire started, um, but the most popular theory is that because getting rid of trash was like always an issue in Centralia. The city council wanted to clean up the landfill hmm. um, before their Memorial Day festival. Mm. They wanted to do kind of like a like a controlled burn yeah, um, to get rid of the smell and the rodents and the pests. Um, but the landfill was a converted abandoned mine, abandoned coal mine. Oh. Um, that was probably unregulated because that's how things were in Centralia. Um, so Vian, yes. So volunteer firefighters lit the dump on fire, and after a while, they put it out. Okay. To clean up the town. Right. Because trash was always a problem there. And Memorial Day. Yeah. Yeah. So they they lit that thing on fire, did a controlled burn, and put it out in time for the Memorial Day festival, or so they thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could see that coming from a mile away. There's the butt. Yes. So the problem was, um, they started noticing a few fires. Hmm. A couple days later, here and there, they were extinguished. It wasn't that big of a deal, um, but it kept, it, dang it, I was on a roll, but it kept, I hate myself. 
<clears throat> but it kept happening. And as it turns out, this controlled, air quotes, controlled yeah. fire had actually spread to the underground coal mining tunnels and they couldn't put it out. Very good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they tried pumping water into the mines. They tried smothering the fire by covering the entrances yeah. to the mines and the surface um, in clay hmm. because mm -hmm. coal fires need oxygen to burn right. and the, like it was getting that from the entrances. That makes sense. Um, but still, nothing worked. Hmm. So, yeah, not looking good. But here's the worst part. Centralia was built on top of these mines. Yikes. Mm -hmm. And the coal scene beneath the town was slowly but steadily burning up. And there were so many of these mine tunnels underneath of Centralia that they didn't know which one oh, or gosh. how many or even if all of them uh, were fueling the fire and were currently burning. Oh my gosh. You're literally, they were literally living on top of a fire. Yes, quite literally. They were living on top of hell. So, some might say that, yeah. Just wait. Just wait for it. I'm waiting. Okay. I, well, yeah, I wanted there to be a pause there, so oh. I would wait. I wanted, I wanted to build some suspense. So thank you, thank you I'm for playing into in that. My boots. As you should be. Now, almost sixty years later, this underground fire is still burning to this day. Like today, mm -hmm. it's burning. Yes, like like today. I wish y'all could see Maddie's face. <laughs> the look she's giving me. I she literally was she in my head for like saying, 20 "What's 1962 plus 60?" Is that what you were thinking about? Because there was a stare, there was a look in your eyes that I couldn't identify, well, and it was spooking it was, me. It was also the stare of like, "Wait, what? Like that That's can't be right." Today? That is How today. How does a fire burn that long? Oh, I shall tell you. I shall tell you. How does fire stay fire for that let, long? Let me tell you. That that is because coal fires burn very slowly. It's not like a wood fire. Um, so this fire could continue to burn for centuries. And, and we want to talk about greenhouse gas emissions. <laughs> Centralia. <laughs> Let's look in the mirror oh, here. Goodness. Okay, homies. I'm just kidding. So for a while, the citizens kind of treated this like a fun piece of town history or trivia. It was just kind of oh. like amusing for a lot of people of like, oops. <laughs> You, like, go to college, and they're like, where are you from? Oh, I'm like, from the city that's always on fire. Tell us a fun fact about your hometown. I sit on top of a fire. Like, that's burning all the time, and my house is on top of it. Can and... we read Dante? Yeah, Dante's in Are we reading anybody? Dante in this class? Because I think I would relate to it a lot. What is it? Perp Urban? Perp what? Pope Urban is in there. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, oh, it's, oh, I, I, I know what you're talking about. way too it's, hard about the Inferno. It's been a long time since I've read that. I went way too, I went way too far. Rachel didn't you want did. to go that far and I went too far. I'm not in that headspace. So that's my constant headspace, which is traffic. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm so daggum aloof. All I think about you're just is like. constantly in Dante's purgatory. I'm, all I think about is Dante. <laughs> My brain operates like Dante's <laughs> Divine Comedy. Do I need not... to go get my pretty ver my pretty edition of Dante and put it out here on the table? Maybe sometime. That I might be a, like a special feature for another episode. Yeah, another episode. We'll just it'll be a little Easter egg. Um, yeah. So it was. I mean, obviously that's an oversimplification to be like. Mm -hmm. eh, they thought it was funny, it, right. but you know, it wasn't like taken super seriously. Right. But a few years later, the citizens began to realize that there were some negative effects of this, and it was not just like an Oops, there's an underground fire. So in 1979, John Coddington, who was the mayor as well as the owner of a local gas station, hmm. um, found that his underground tanks of gasoline had reached 
uh, a temperature of 172 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. Now, I don't know anything about gas station management, but... (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's not I know. Shocker. Resume. Um, But I do know that if you're storing gasoline personally, like in your home or like a Mm -hmm. shed or things like that, it's supposed to be kept under 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, yikes. So that is a big discrepancy there. So there were noxious fumes like sulfur... Um, sorry, sulfur dioxide and carbon monoxide that were Mm. beginning to rise out of the ground, um, obviously reducing the air quality significantly um, and nearly suffocating some of the residents even. Yikes. Yeah, not good, not good. The fire also began to cause potholes. Um, Now I'm from Pennsylvania, so potholes in rural Pennsylvania are not unusual, but these were huge um, and they were happening way more often than they should. Basically, the fire was like weakening the soil Mm -hmm. and the ground. So that was happening all the time. In fact, in 1981, a 12-year-old boy named Todd Dombowski was in his backyard when all of a sudden he just disappeared into the ground. He fell about eight feet and outstretched his arms and legs and caught a large tree root. And thankfully, he was pulled to safety because the exact measurements of this vary a little bit mm-hmm. from p- different people's accounts of what happened. But the accounts of the sinkhole's um, depth range from 80 feet deep to 150 feet deep with lethal levels of um, the gases, like lethal levels of carbon monoxide. So had he not caught himself, he would have died. My mind cannot even compute what the heck you just said. You said so many words that made sense, but my brain just went, "Mm." Do I need need to say it again or was your brain just refusing to think about it? Correct. Okay. My brain is, was sitting there going deep. (laughs) Dangerous. That's it. That's all my brain, that's all my brain could fully make of that. That's all you need to know. There are reports that the ground under Centralia um, has reached 900 plus degrees Fahrenheit in some places. Underground, underground, not above ground, but still. Um, Smoke and dangerous gases seep from the ground, um, and they would even sometimes fill people's basements. Yeah, so that's not good. Um, The residents, as you can guess, some of them started having health problems. No. I know. No way. I, I don't believe it for That's a such second. A, such a leap in logic. This is kind of sad, um, but also a little creepy. Even graves and cemeteries have been reported to quite literally fall off the face of the earth just into sinkholes. Maddie's, Maddie's upset about Hate this. Hate that thought. Hate it. In an interview for Cracked, which, yes, I know a lot of people don't like Cracked and don't think it's necessarily a reliable source since it's like a humor thing, but this was just a quoted interview and this is the only thing I took from that article, so we are good. Now, this was um, with a former resident and her name is Becky, and she spoke about having to deal with death on a pretty regular basis as a child and told a story about how their neighbor's cat died in an instant. Quote, We were swinging in the backyard and this patch of grass suddenly turned brown. Their cat was standing there and it suddenly became brown. It didn't make any noise and we thought she had done something to make it all suddenly brown, like flipping a sheet over. But it was just another hole and the cat went down. We didn't say anything until we jumped off and went over to the fence to see that it was another sinkhole. And we called out to our neighbor, but after some light digging, and in parentheses, never go into a sinkhole by yourself, her cat was gone. Uh. End quote. 
That's sad. Yeah. So things like that are happening. And she's talking about it so normally. Yeah. She also, maybe it wasn't her, maybe it was the other former resident. I don't remember his name. Um, But they were talking about, like, how they would see sinkholes with, like, a, a whole deer in it that had died. And it would look like the, it was, like smoking like because there would literally be gases like coming out of the deer's mouth it's yeah it's a little creepy oh my gosh that's terrifying yeah thank you there were a few more attempts to put out or control the fire in some capacity but again nothing worked by 1980 there were about 1,000 residents um, and that population continued to dwindle as things Mm -hmm. got worse so the government decided that it was time for everyone to leave eventually, and they paid the residents to relocate. In 1992, the state of Pennsylvania condemned the entire city, all of the buildings in the city, and the zip code was eliminated in 2002. Whoa. However, there were a few people who refused to leave. Sure, as there always um, are. Yeah, and managed to somehow get court orders allowing them to stay. what they say? My health won't let me move? <laughs> I think it was just like a... How? A rights thing. I, mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's I haven't true. looked into the. I hadn't looked into the court transcripts. That was just a. They just did it. <laughs> a quick detail. We'll go off so, this. As of 2019, the population of Centralia was nine. Why even nine? Why even nine? I don't know, dude. I'm sure they have their reasons. But once these people die, their homes and property will be taken into the possession of the government. That's kind of the deal. Yeah. Is like you can stay here. You can live out the rest of your life here, but after that, we will not allow new people to move in. Yeah, I guess that is your right to stay where you want to stay, but so dang. The town now is eerily empty. Mm -hmm. Um, Only a few stand, there are are only a few standing buildings left, um, which look very out of place Mm -hmm. with the rest of the town or without the rest of the town there. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it doesn't just look like a rural town. It's not like there's a house, like a farmhouse mm-hmm. in the middle of empty fields. It looks like a literal ghost town. Hmm. I still so have many so many questions. Like, how does, what does daily life look like for those nine people in Centralia? I, I have no idea. But this town has kind of become a tourist destination. Mm. For some people in the surrounding area, I don't feel like a true Pennsylvanian. Everyone in my high school, like... People would go here all the time. I never actually went. Um, so some of the reasons that it's become a, a, a bit of a tourist destination are the like these giant cracks yeah. in the road, and you can sometimes see the steam and stuff coming out of them. Oh, yeah, let's stick our head in it and die yep. of poison. Good stuff. Smart people. Um, really good work. So the street grid is still there, but there are almost no buildings, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what gives it that spooky feel of, like, this isn't just a rural town where there's fields and, yeah. and farmhouses. They're like... There was a city that it almost isn't looks here. like city buildings, like the thin buildings yeah. that go kind of far back. Yep. Um, but then there's just nothing on either side of them, so they right. look completely out of place, um, and that gives it like a pretty spooky feel that a lot of people want to experience mm-hmm. and think could be a fun thing to do. Instagram worthy. Oh, just you wait for this last oh boy. tourist attraction here. Um, Centralia is home to an abandoned stretch of Route 61 known as the graffiti highway so this is a stretch of highway i think it's about three quarters of a mile long um that is just absolutely covered in colorful graffiti Hmm. people would often go there to have some harmless fun spray paint whatever they wanted taking pictures this is the this is like the instagram spot wow for a lot of people yeah Hmm. pretty much everyone i know has dang like from pennsylvania yeah has a picture of this on their Instagram. 
Um, but in April of 2020, the highway was actually covered with truckloads of dirt due to the spread of COVID and them hmm. not wanting people to travel, but also just because it was a huge liability to have yeah. people coming to Centralia and taking pictures and hanging yep. out. Like, it was just a massive liability for the people who technically owned it, even though it was mm-hmm. abandoned. Now, I would say, please do not go here. Yeah. Do not go here. It is very interesting, but it is also dangerous. The Instagram road has been covered up. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people who go there and visit say that they kind of feel like intruders. Mm. Um, I, I kind of get the sense that the people who stayed or who decided to stay in Centralia are kind of like the Ron Swansons of the world. Yeah. Who, like, don't want change. Yeah. Are happy with, you know, yeah. where they're living. Um, I mean, I can't speak for them. I don't know those nine people. Sure. But that's kind of the sense that I get and from what I've heard about people who have gone there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would I would stay away. That The biggest, safest, probably most fun attraction has been is, is gone. And it's just extremely dangerous. And there's no trespassing signs everywhere. Like, it doesn't really seem like yeah. they want tourists there. Which I understand. I wouldn't either if I if I lived in a dangerous town. Yeah. That you feel like has been I just, intruded by the I government for so, I don't for get so long. That. Why would you want to? I don't to? get it either. I wouldn't want to stay, but But knock yourself out. It's free world. Free country. Oh no. What? They might literally do that. No, please don't. No, don't I, like with the gases. That oh, might that might literally that's happen. Right. That might happen. You I thought it, I thought it was an insensitive joke, but you just you were trying to tell them to live their lives. The aloof, intelligent one, everybody. Give it up for Maddie. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Everybody's favorite. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently. No, they just feel pity for me. Because I'm mean to you? I'm not I'm, mean to you. I'm not mean to you. I feel like mean, I'm mean as this little child. We probably both are. I mean, let's be real. But to be fair, being mean to people is how I show them love. If I'm if I'm nice to you, it means we're not that close. If I'm mean to you, it means I'm comfortable with you and I know what what That's you, fair. what uh what I can take. What you can take. She thinks I'm tough, guys. I think you're tough. It is I will say it's a little bit harder to be mean to you than it was to Lauren because off of the podcast, Lauren would dish it back to me 100% of the time. Yeah. And then on the podcast, she wouldn't. And I would be like, Lauren, everyone's going to think I'm a terrible person, which, yes, that has happened. I was like, give it back to me, dude. Like, come on. You, however, are so nice, so aggressively nice outside of the podcast. What a high compliment. (laughs) So aggressively nice that it's hard. I'm going to put that in an Instagram bio. (laughs) I've been described as aggressively nice. And you don't always dish it back? You do. You so can. So does that make me passive-aggressive? Because I literally would hate to be passive-aggressive. No, you're okay, not passive-aggressive. Okay, 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 because passive-aggression is my biggest pet peeve in okay, life. Yeah, and if I, you were being passive-aggressive, I would tell you. Thank you. I, I can't handle I that. I cannot handle people being passive-aggressive. None I will, if they are, they I look them in the eyes and say, tell me what you actually want or yeah. tell me what you actually mean and we will work through this, but I will not deal with that. No. It never works. So, but you're just so aggressively nice that it's hard for me to be mean to you. But... No, don't, don't, don't give me the frown and the puppy dog eyes. I'm not doing this today. I'm not doing this today. I'm going to close my eyes and say something mean about you. Um, I can't even do it because I'm just picturing that face and it's really upsetting because I just want to be sarcastic with you, Maddie. Put that away. I can't. It's so Stop. Kind. I can't. No, I can, I'm not going to look at you. This is, this, okay. you're making it hard for Let me. Let me say something culturally aloof and then you can make fun of I me. I thought you were going to say something nice about me and I was going to have an aneurysm. But I can do that too. No, please don't. Um, let's see. Um, I didn't know who Addison Ray was until two days ago. Oh, good for you. Is that okay? That's okay. Okay. No shame to her. I just literally had no idea who she was until she started getting on the news for something with Donald Trump. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she made TikToks. That's okay. Where did, where did that come from? 
Because I was trying to say something culturally aloof so you could make fun of me for it. And then you didn't. Oh. <laughs> see? I didn't just, I'm not just spitting <laughs> random bull I crap on my butt. you were just being like, see, I'm living up to my persona of not knowing. No, I was literally trying things. to help you make oh, fun okay. of me. See? No, but that's the thing. You were trying to help me. That's, that's what I don't <laughs> want. Okay. I'll be genuine about my stupidity. <laughs> to help you no not mean to you i'm not asking you to be mean to you i'm saying be (laughs) see this is exactly what i mean i can't be mean to you i just don't know how to be mean to people that i like you don't have to be mean you know be sarcastic push back against what i say i'm just i guess i'm just not good at it unless i actually think you're pretty good at pushing back on the podcast i think you're i think you're pretty good at that I just like cracking jokes. It's just it's just outside of the podcast. You're so aggressively nice. So that it's hard for me I to be mean to you. change. <laughs> what I'm here today is that who I am is not good no, enough for No, that's not her. what I'm saying. <laughs> Goodness. Um, I'll work on it. We'll do a we'll do a sarcasm boot camp. <laughs> I'll work. No, you're 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 good at pushing back on the podcast. That's what I'm saying. But, outside of it, but, we'll just do but, a sarcasm boot camp in real life. Okay. Like a, a real sarcasm boot camp. <laughs> like we're going to sit down and stare at each other and be have a sarcasm battle. And just roast each other. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to, to have a good little friendly roast. Maybe we... Cute um, Michael Scott gif. Boom. Boom. Roasted. roasted. Maybe um, the loser of the roast has to put a dollar in the trophy. There we go. We're going oh, to do monthly roasts. We need to tell the people about okay. the trophy. Well, are we, are we finished up with your story? Yes. Okay. So since we're done, I'm going to... we. So we did this on our TikTok live today. It's been on to our all Instagram like four story. people because it was the middle of the day. We also put it on the Instagram stuff. We have a trophy. Um, mm-hmm. This trophy. Oh, she's gonna go. Get... Oh, oh. Sorry. She's gonna go get the trophy. There she goes. There she goes. Look at her walk. Look at that speed walk. Look at it. Look at her go. Don't spill the money. This is one of my favorite things. Okay, that so we have. I have this trophy. Yep. Okay. Would you like to read it to the people? <laughs> I got it after my U12 um, soccer team won the Charlotte Soccer Academy Adidas Cup. Very nice. Um, We beat all five other teams. Love it. Um, And we were the champions. And so I was MVP for this Mm -hmm. tournament. Of course you were. They gave me the trophy and said, here's the trophy. You could bring it back by the office whenever. There was no timeline. (laughs) Um, Then I switched teams and clubs and it felt really awkward to go in and be like oh here's the trophy also bye so i just decided she literally stole it but it's fine <laughs> i now just speed decided up, speed until, up the story dude until they ask for it i'm just gonna keep it so um 10 years later nice here we are and i still have this trophy okay, and but so tell i them said to rachel i said for. i said rachel you know how a new girl they have the douche cup or douche jar yeah we need to use my trophy for something like that so we have converted the trophy into we still don't have a name for it but a sort of savings it's a travel it's a travel fund for a girl's trip girl's trip (laughs) um in the fall and we are looking to accumulate some rules so we have i think we're up to four are we up to four two pertain to trivia the first is what we call the um, violating violating the treaty of paris Paris. yep violating the treaty of paris is my favorite one purely because of the name 
we will we would love to dish that out and detail it some other time. Not important. No, it is um, important. If if you if we're if we are in a trivia night and one person has the correct answer, but the other person has an incorrect answer that they are very confident about and convinces the rest of the team that they are right when they are indeed wrong and someone else had the correct answer, that means they are violating the Treaty of Paris and they must put a dollar in the trophy. And yes, that does refer to a trivia night in which I had the correct answer and everyone laughed at me and Maddie convinced everyone that it was not the right answer. But that is neither here nor there. Uh, we also have, like, if you lose trivia crack between the two of us, mm-hmm. you put a dollar. And what are the other ones? Um, shoot, we ha- we came up with two more tonight. I know. If you accidentally say something on a TikTok live that's like sounds like that's bad sounds, or sexual yeah. or something like completely not meaning to because Maddie yeah. accidentally did that today. I do that all the time. There was one other one. What was it? Oh, if you if you lock yourself out. Oh, right. If you lock yourself out without the key, because that's something we wouldn't necessarily do all the time, but it's we could still do it. Uh, yeah. So, so we need more rules, and we do want them to be funny, like the Treaty of Paris one. Correct. Um, because we only have $2 in there currently, because I lost trivia crack twice. Maddie does owe $1. I, I owe a dollar today. Um, so, oh, that was the other thing. Anytime we play a game, so maybe we have five. Anytime we do like a game. Any game? On TikTok Live or Instagram Live. Ooh, yeah, we could do competitions like. Whoever loses, because we yeah. did it today. We played What Do You Meme? And I think we should try, we'll go try doing some like scheduled lives where we can start. Yeah, that could so be So you fun. guys could know And we advance. could broadcast it to like TikTok and Instagram. And we'll play What Do You Meme? That could be fun. Um, but also I want there to be just some like completely crazy, weird, arbitrary things of like. Yeah. When A happens, you have to be B and B should be wild. Like yeah. you, like while we're talking about New Girl, like true American level yeah. complexity of rules. That's that's what we're looking that's, for. Yeah. So that's our fun update about the trophy. Um so email us about yeah. that or um on our Instagram, send us a DM about rules, but also don't forget for well, is this coming out in July? Yeah, this one. This one is still coming out in July. July. So yeah, if you write a review of us, uh, send us a screenshot and uh, your address, and we'll send you a sticker. We'll send you a sticker. And to email us, our email is hyperfocuscast at gmail.com. It is indeed. Um, and we can go ahead and tell you all our other platforms so you can find us and follow the whole network and the whole suite you absolutely can. of hyperfocus options. So we have Instagram. Instagram and TikTok are both hyperfocuspod. Twitter. Hyperfocus underscore pod. We barely use it, but it's incredible. It does no, it's exist. Not. It, it barely exists, but it does exist. Maybe it'll exist more if you follow it. That's definitely true. Um, and YouTube and Facebook. Hyperfocus, a podcast for chaotic minds. Join us there. We'll have some fun. Also, if you want to send us scanned copies of your coloring book pictures, <laughs> we'll print them send and us, put them on our wall. Send us scanned copies of anything you want us to put on our wall in the background. Within of... reason at the world. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. I'll be the judge of what is Rachel's going to monitor our email. Um, I hope this episode sounded a little bit better than the last mm-hmm. one. We hadn't sound treated our studio. Um, and also, we tried to do that today, but we have no idea what we're doing. So it should be a little better. We also got pop filters, so that's fun. So we shouldn't um, destroy your eardrums every time we say a word that starts with a P or a D or something like that. Um, Mad D. Mad D. So there were no thoughts behind your eyes while you said that. It was like watching a golden retriever. So <laughs> maybe that's also who I, that you're is my personality. You're type. an intelligent golden retriever. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Well, it has been fun podcasting with you very late at night, Maddie. This was supposed to be a short episode, and the actual topic was very short, but... We've rambled. We've rambled. But it was a fun one. I I had a lot of fun tonight, so I think we're going to keep a lot of it in. Yeah. Maddie's not happy about having to edit all of that, but it'll be okay. It happens. It it does. It it happened. (laughs) It happened last week, so it can happen this week. You can't get mad at me. All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I love an abrupt ending. Stay chaotic, babes.